Welcome back to Confessions of a Recovering Hot Mess with me, your host, Bethany Sisteric. And on today's episode, we'll talk about what we can do to help Santa spread Christmas cheer. After all, tis the season for giving. Before we get started today, I want to first mention something coming up that my girls and I are doing to bring in the new year. And we would love to have any or all of you join us. We'll be doing 21 days of fasting and prayer from January 3rd through the 24th. If you don't know what fasting is, I'll be doing a full episode about this that will launch on January 2nd. But basically to fast means to not partake in something and to replace the time and effort put into that thing and give it to the Lord. Some do this with fasting a meal. Others have fasted for multiple days in a row going without food entirely. There's also the Daniel fast, which we'll talk more about in January, but this is essentially eating only fruits, veggies, and water for 21 days. What we'll be doing is kind of a twist on the Daniel fast. I personally just completed one in October, so I decided to do things a little different for January, and I'll be fasting from watching TV. For me, this will honestly be difficult because this is something I do daily. I watch TV on my lunch breaks and in the evening, but for 21 days, rather than watching TV, I will read my Bible, pray, worship the Lord, and spend time with Him. Last week, I spent some time setting up a newsletter, and this is something that I don't really plan on starting until January. Um, There's just too many things happening this month. So I decided to set it up and give you the opportunity to uh, connect and be a part of that. And I will start sending out at least one email a month, maybe two. Um, I'm not trying to bombard and fill up your email. Uh, <laughs> I I know I personally hate that. I hate whenever I sign up for something and then I get like 17 emails a day. Like who has time for that? I certainly don't have time to write 17 emails a day for you. So don't even worry about that. That's not my goal here. I just basically want to create a place where we can connect. And when we do... Um, Things like this where I, you know, I'm doing a fast and I'm inviting you all to join me that, that I can bring encouragement. And I do plan in January, uh, to send out some Daniel fast approved recipes that I know I enjoyed whenever I was doing my fast. And just to like give some little nuggets of hope and, and we can do this. We can get through this. 21 days in our minds doesn't feel very long, but it uh, it starts to feel long after a couple of days. You're like, oh my gosh, we're only four days into this. Wow, I'm the worst. Um, but <laughs> But I promise you, we can get through this. It will be challenging, but it will be good because I think it's going to bring us back to a place where the Lord becomes our priority where we start off 2024 with the Lord as our priority and seeking his will in our lives for the next year. So I really hope that you'll consider joining us in this endeavor. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. That way you get that encouragement, you get some of those things that maybe you might find that you want or need uh, on this whole endeavor. Um, I am going to try to link it in this episode. I genuinely don't know how that works for the podcast stuff. So 
I'll see if I can figure that out. Uh, worst case scenario, you can go over to my Instagram and the link will be in my bio. And I did my best to make it super easy to find. You should be able to see like a newsletter link here and then you could just click on that link and it'll give you, it'll bring a pop up and you should be able to sign up. Okay, <laughs> with that out of the way, let's get to the topic of the day, giving. The Christmas season tends to spark the desire to give, whether it's for toy drives, jackets for the needy, serving at a soup kitchen, or dropping your loose change in the red bucket outside stores across the nation. But what if I told you our giving really shouldn't start there? Would you be shocked or maybe confused? Don't worry, friend. I'll explain what I mean. Our giving should actually start with our obedience and tithing. Now, don't freak out, but yes, we're going to talk about tithing for just a moment. Now, I'm not a pastor of a church, and I don't benefit financially from telling you this or from you tithing in any capacity, but tithing is something we're told to do by the Lord. It's literally the only thing God boldly says, test me on this and see what I do. Yes, it's that important. If we look up that scripture, it actually says to not tithe is robbing God of what's his. So we're going to read in Malachi chapter three, and we're going to read verses eight through 10, which says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offering. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Whew, that felt like a sledgehammer to the heart, am I right? We are robbing God when we withhold our tithe. We are placing a curse on our lives when we say, no, I can't. I got to tell you, I really struggled with this because when I came back to the Lord and realized I needed to tithe, I barely had two pennies to rub together. It would have been easy to say, I can't afford it, God. Sorry. And it would have been a legitimate claim at this point because I really couldn't afford to tithe. At this point, we had zero extras, none. So what I tithed from didn't come from my excess. It came from my very real need for gas in my car and to pay my bills. But I chose to trust God. I threw out a pebble of trust, hoping it wouldn't be the one that sent this whole thing crashing down. That morning, when I went to give my first tithe, my hands shook with fear. With every step, I prayed the Lord would say, Psych, just wanted to see if you do it. Keep the money, kid. You need it. Yeah, none of that happened. Instead, the Lord said, it's okay. You can do this. I've got you. And when I put the money in, I'm so proud of you. I just got to keep it real here. There was no part of that moment that felt good. I wasn't jumping up and down for joy to give the money I needed to survive on to God. But as the days and weeks unfolded, he blessed me in so many ways as I continued to be faithful in my tithe. And I do think this is worth mentioning before we move on. 
Blessings doesn't always come in the form of money raining down from heaven or in materialistic things, but most of the time it comes in the form of spiritual blessing from peace to growth and everything in between. You might be thinking, well, that's great, but isn't this supposed to be about giving to others? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yes, the goal is not to tithe and be done, but to give abundantly from the blessings the Lord has given you. Now, these giving moments are not always money. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's buying someone coffee and listening to them, showing kindness to someone who is rude or others blow off, or praying for someone you don't know. Whatever it is the Lord prompts you to do, do it. Even if you're scared, even if it's out of your comfort zone, even if you don't feel like the person deserves it, do it anyway, because the Lord has reasons for everything that stretches us far past our comprehension. Now, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been the best at this. There have been two times the Lord has prompted me to pray for someone I didn't know, and my fear got the best of me. Two times I've backed away wearing shame and guilt, praying the Lord use someone else to fill the place my fearful mind wouldn't let me go. But when I've succeeded, the Lord grew something within me that I feel hard-pressed to find the words to describe. There was one time recently the Lord prompted me to give my tithe money to a couple in the parking lot of a local grocery store. Without hesitation, I was obedient and spoke the words, Jesus wants you to know he sees you, to the couple. There were smiles and hugs of gratitude, and I walked away feeling such joy knowing I blessed someone struggling just like me. I know all too well how that feels, and the Lord let me be part of the blessing he wanted to give them. I felt honored because I had prayed to be able to bless others in the way he has blessed me. Later that night, my joy seemed to fade and was replaced with cynical thoughts about whether or not I heard God right. Was I supposed to give them money? What if they spend it on alcohol or drugs? What if they don't have a son like they said they did and it was all a lie to gain sympathy? Did I just fall for their marketing scheme? And the Lord broke through and said so clearly, their character and how they spend that money is none of your concern. Those things are for me to mold and shape. It is your job to be obedient to what I asked you to do. Yikes. Then the Holy Spirit dropped this scripture into my heart. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. That pretty much squelched things exactly where they stood. So whether it's tithing or blessing a family in a parking lot, we are to do it with a joyful and cheerful heart. It's not enough to just give and throw your donations in the bin holding disgust in your heart or obligation, but we're to give with kindness. This is not only for our own hearts, but because our obedience and sacrifice, when done, our heart is postured towards love. It is a pleasing aroma to the Lord when we do that, and he delights in us and our worship to him with our obedience. Giving and telling the whole world about it kind of defeats the work the Lord desires to do in each of us. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us exactly how we should be giving. Starting in verse 2, he says, So when you give to the needy, 
Do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So when we give or volunteer at a shelter or help out the homeless and we blast it all over social media, text everyone we know and boast about what a good person we are, it's seen as an act of hypocrisy and will not be rewarded by God. Ouch. But I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Because if we're giving to be praised and liked by others, then the Lord will let that happen. The catch, though, is that his hand won't be on it. And friend, that is literally the scariest place we could be. Thankfully, we serve a faithful God full of grace and mercy because I don't know about you, but I certainly need all the help I can get over here. He's gracious enough to correct our hearts when we become focused on all the wrong things, when we desire to be praised by others for how good we are, or for when fear gets the best of us and we failed the assignment given. He says, I'm not thrilled, but let's fix the root of why this happened and try it again. And he reaches his hand down to help us get up. The opportunity to give doesn't come once a year, but there are countless opportunities all around us every day. This is why it's beyond important to be postured toward the Lord with our eyes on him and our ears listening to him so that he may prompt us in blessing someone today. There are countless stories out there where someone was ready to give up on life or they prayed for God to show them he's real and we may just be the answer to that prayer. Psalms 23 says the Lord makes a table for us in the presence of our enemies. But why? Of all the places to put a table, why there? It's so that we can give to those around us from what the Lord has given us. And we can give without fear of it running out because God will replenish whatever we give away. And then some because the replenishment comes with his blessing on it. Kind of cool, right? Now, I just want to remind you, simply because I would probably hyper-focus on this for days. If you are struggling this season, seek the Lord and how he wants you to bless others. Maybe it will be giving away your tithe money. Maybe it will be with your time and effort in someone's life. And maybe you're the one God wants to bless. So move only in the direction God sends you and remember to do it with a loving heart filled with joy and compassion. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I just want to encourage you to keep the fire of giving burning all year long as there are always opportunities around us to do so. And I want to ask you a favor. Can you please share this episode or this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from it? You never know how the Lord will use someone's testimony to impact and change someone's life forever. Don't forget to tune in next week where we continue this Christmas theme with something a little odd, the most savage character in the Bible. Have a great week and take care.